Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. The budget was on the agenda at London City Hall yesterday. Yeah, London City Council is one big step closer to finalizing the 2023 budget. City politicians held marathon budget talks yesterday that ended with councillors tentatively agreeing on a 3.1% property tax increase. That would mean an extra $98 for an average London home valued at $241,000 in 2019. Some notable moments from yesterday's debate included rejecting a proposed reduction in sidewalk uh, snow removal maintenance and a million dollars in City Hall cybersecurity. Council approved a $3 million grant in support of the construction of the London Middlesex Humane Society's new facility, as well as an extra $1.76 million for paramedic services. When you factor in water and waste Water bills to the property tax increase. The average household in London will pay 126 or rather $28 on their taxes this year. Council will meet on February 14th to approve the budget. Speaking of money, a new report shows how hot the rental market is right now. Yeah, a new national report shows renters in Canada are facing the toughest market in decades with low vacancies, higher prices, and surging demand. The Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation released its annual rental market report yesterday, which showed the national vacancy rate for rental apartments declined to 1.9% last year, the lowest level since 2001. Locally, the average rent for a two-bedroom apartment was just under $1,400 a month, up nearly 6% compared to 2021 figures. Demand outpaced the increase of new supply, with the vacancy rate in London dropping to its second lowest level on record. There's a wild story out of Stratford this morning. Yeah, Stratford police officer is recovering at home after officials say they were dragged by a vehicle fleeing from a gas station this week. The incident happened at the Canadian Tire Gas Bar on Ontario Street in Stratford at around 10.30 Tuesday night. Investigators say an officer spotted a black Dodge Ram pickup truck that was reported stolen from Park Hill and saw a man and woman in it. When the officer tried to arrest the man, who was wanted on other charges, the suspect pushed the officer to the ground and got into the passenger side of the truck. The officer tried to pull him out, and that's when police say the female suspect started driving away, dragging the officer through the parking lot. After the officer fell and was nearly run over, the suspects got away. The officer was taken to hospital for treatment of their injuries. The good news is they were recovering at home. Police say the suspects were found the next day by Stratford and Woodstock police, stopped at a train crossing near Dublin. After a brief chase, which included one suspect trying to run away, both were arrested. As a result of the investigation, a 27-year-old man from Mitchell and a 30-year-old woman from Goderidge faced multiple charges, including dangerous driving. Well, it would appear Canadians think our healthcare system needs to go to the doctor. Absolutely. A new online survey suggests 86% of Canadians have concerns about the state of the healthcare system. The worrying was even higher among residents of the Atlantic provinces. Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies surveyed about 1,500 adults countrywide and found Eastern Canadians also worry more than the average Canadian about the quality of care they will need if they have to go to the emergency room. Overall, the poll found 54% of Canadians characterized the quality of their provincial health care system as good or very good, while 43% rated it poor or very poor. Speaking of health, it seems the provinces aren't exactly rushing to implement the new alcohol guidelines. Yeah, Paul. 
politicians in charge of provincial and territorial liquor laws aren't hurrying to adopt or promote newly updated guidelines that advise a steep drop in Canadian drinking habits. Across Canada, politicians say they are waiting for Ottawa's lead on whether to slap warning labels on products. Governments in Nunavut and British Columbia say they're actively renewing the guidelines, while New Brunswick and Nova Scotia say their health departments are developing plans to incorporate the new advice. The guidance prepared by the Canadian Centre for Substance Abuse and Addiction for Health Canada, released on January 17th, represents a major shift from its 2011 advice on having two drinks a day was considered low risk. The updated report says there is a moderate risk of harm for those who consume between three and six standard drinks a week, and it increases for every additional drink. Liquor corporations continue to be key sources of revenue for their provinces, with the BC agency providing close to $1.2 billion in the last fiscal year, Ontario's LCBO providing about $2.4 billion, and Quebec's CAW reporting about $1.35 billion in profit. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1721, a mail stagecoach service was inaugurated between Montreal and Quebec City. In 1832, Charles Dodgson was born in Cheshire, England. He would gain fame as Lewis Carroll and author of Alice's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. In 1888, the National Geographic Society was founded. In 1916, Manitoba became the first province to grant women the right to vote. Two years after Nellie McClung staged a mock parliament in which men had to ask women for the right to vote. Saskatchewan followed on March the 14th. Alberta on April the 17th of the same year. Ottawa gave women the franchise in 1918. In 1926, Scottish inventor John Baird demonstrated the first working television in London. In 1945, the Soviet Army liberated the Auschwitz death camp in southern Poland, where the Nazis had murdered 1.5 million people. In 1965, Queen Elizabeth signed a royal proclamation permitting Canada's new maple leaf flag to be flown. It was flown for the first time on February the 15th. In 1967, Canada, the United States, and the Soviet Union and 59 other countries signed a treaty limiting military activities in space. In 1984, Wayne Gretzky's NHL record streak of 51 games with at least one point ended as the Edmonton Oilers lost 4-2 to the L.A. Kings. In 1986, fierce winds and a stubborn hatch bolt forced NASA to scrub the launch of the Space Shuttle Challenger. The shuttle lifted off the next day with catastrophic results. It broke apart 73 seconds into the flight, killing seven crew members. In 2010, Apple CEO Steve Jobs unveiled the iPad tablet computer during a presentation in San Francisco. Also in 2010, J.D. Salinger. The legendary author of The Catcher in the Rye died of natural causes at his home in New Hampshire. He was 91. In 2016, Edmonton City Council became the first city in Canada to legalize ride-sharing services such as Uber. came into effect on March the 1st. And on this day in 2020, the National Microbiology Lab in Winnipeg confirmed Canada's first case of what was then known as the new coronavirus. Happy birthday to listener Chris, who turns 47 today. You share a birthday with actor James Cromwell, who turns 83. Uh, John Roberts, the uh, Supreme Court uh, Justice, uh, Chief Justice, is 68. Bridget Fonda, uh, Bridget Fonda turns 59, and Patton Oswalt is 54.